Hey everybody, welcome back to the Acts video series. Uh, we're, we're excited for what God is doing in the church as we've been working our way through the book of Acts. And today we're reading a very short section of scripture out of Acts chapter 13. We're going to read verses 1 through 3, have a little bit of a discussion, and then we'll toss it to you for your group time. Jimmy, you want to read it for us? Sure. You know, just to review, you know, that what was preached, um, talking about Peter being rescued by the Holy Spirit, the chains fall off, um, he's set loose, and then everybody's shocked, you know, of him him walking up and being um, led by the Holy Spirit out um, of prison. And um, that leaves us um, at chapter 13, starting in verse 1. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a lifelong friend of the Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And that's the short little passage right there. Mm -hmm. You know, just going through it, there's something that stands out to me. There's a lot actually happening in this little passage. But what they say twice there is that there's worship and fasting, and they're fasting and praying. Mm. And so there's this enormous amount, and and if we're not careful, we can overlook those moments where Mm -hmm. there's all of this action happening but we can overlook the moments where they are just spending time with the Lord, before the Lord, in His presence, waiting on Him, fasting, being dependent on Him, and really leaning into what the Spirit is saying and where the Spirit is leading. And uh, I, I think that's important in both verse 2 and verse 3, where it says they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. And while they were doing this, the Holy Spirit said what to do, and then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them mm-hmm. and confirmed what the Holy Spirit had said. Right. So there's this just constant dependence and walking in step with what the what the Holy Spirit is doing and saying. And I think it's a good question to ask people is like, what is the Holy Spirit saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and that there's some effort on our part to hear from God and to spend some time really digging in and understanding what is God saying to me, and then checking. Yes. You know, a discernment process you see here yep. where they're going, wait, is is this really what God is saying? And yes, it is. And then they lay hands on them and send them. And so you get this picture, too, of, um, you know, that you hear, too, of the pro- that there's prophets, that there's teachers. Um, obviously, there's uh, a variety of different people being described here. Mm-hmm. You know, the body of Christ is made up of all these different parts and abilities and gifts that God gives them. Mm-hmm. And um, it reminds me of a scripture in Ephesians. Um, let me read that real quick. Yeah, Ephesians 4.11 is where we, we actually, the mission of the church, equipping people to be passionate servants of Jesus Christ is, I mean, just taken right out of this, this verse. And it says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith 
from the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Mm. So you've got apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. And one of the things, so this is referred to as the fivefold ministry. Uh, and it says it's given by God for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And uh, anybody that's a follower of Jesus, we've said this before, anybody that's a follower of Jesus is in full-time ministry, no matter what your vocation might be. Mm-hmm. And so a, a fun discussion, we've actually been having this on, on staff. We had it with all of our pastors. And then actually just yesterday had a lunch with a handful of guys where we're discussing the fivefold ministry. Mm-hmm. And just a cursory kind of glance at, at defining each of those roles, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher, you know, the apostle uh, is, has been sort of defined as, as like this pioneer, visionary, kind of plowing new ground. This would be the person that's like a, a driven church planter, always kind of future-oriented and how we, you know, further the gospel and expand the kingdom in new, new and different ways. So that would be the apostle. Prophet is more along the lines of the, the declaration of uh, the word of God in a way that inspires and exhorts and motivates. Uh, the shepherd is sort of the, the caring, um, really compassionate, empathetic, uh, kind of walk with you through the, the difficulties of life. And, and uh, there's an enormous gifting in mercy and, um, and help uh, in that arena. And then uh, evangelist, I skipped ahead. Evangelist is really the heart behind that person is just wanting to see people come to Christ mm-hmm. and really wanting to see people come to know the Lord and, and give their lives to him. And then the teacher is really less about preaching and less uh, the prophet sort of declaring and motivating behind the, the truth of the word of God and more uh, instructional. And so more just kind of, methodically walking through, hey, here's here's the instruction while the, the prophet is more kind of motivating and, and kind of uh, inspiring people to, to put it into, into action. And all those parts are important. Like Very you important. You wouldn't want to have a church that only has, you know, that's all prophet personality or gifting. You know, you wouldn't want to have a, a church that's all uh, pioneering, um, you know, apostle type. Yes. You know, and definitely we don't mean the apostles no. uh, when we say apostle. I just mean, um, which is a clear, specific group of people in Scripture. Um, this would Same be, thing with prophet. There's a right, clear distinction right. between Old Testament prophets and the gift of prophecy and even in operating in this prophetic kind of ministry. So, I mean, it would be a fun conversation, whether it's in your personal devotion with the Lord or with your uh, life group to sit down and actually ask the question, you know, where where do you feel like God has gifted you to minister mm. in this church? Like, what's your part to play in building up and equipping the saints? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and not just for your own personal, like, what are you good at? What are you great for? But what are you good at giving to others? Because these are all things that equip others. These yes. are equipping gifts. Yes. 
So it's not really, it's sort of like, don't think of yourself as a student of this gift. Think of yourself as a teacher mm-hmm. with this gift. This is something you give away. Yes. You know, and so, you know, a prophet's truth telling, a, you know, evangelist is, is helping people to understand the truth about who Jesus is and sharing the gospel and helping people to know him. And, you know, a shepherd is loving and caring and helping people move along. So where do you lean? If you had to pick one, let's, mm-hmm. let's do that. If you had to pick one, um, where do you lean and then have that conversation? I think that would be a good conversation. And, um, you know, we've talked about this before, that the church isn't designed to be a battleship. Yes. Um, or a cruise ship. Yeah. So what is, what is the church designed to be if we had to make it a, yeah. an operating vessel, I guess? Yeah. Well, one of, the, one of the things I love about this passage is uh, verse 3. It says, then after uh, fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And, you know, oftentimes, especially in Western culture, the church feels more like, um, it can feel more like a cruise ship where the it's the job of the church and the staff to just accommodate all of the preferences in the body and just kind of meet it, you know. And there's elements of that where we do, obviously we do need to do that to some degree, but the church as a whole is not a cruise ship and God did not give that fivefold gifting for the purpose of becoming a cruise, a cruise ship. Um, the other mistake that I think we make in the, in the modern uh, evangelical church is to think that the church is a battleship, that it's our job to wage war uh, from the, the, you know, kind of the, the grounds of the church and um, kind of culture war. Kind of stand know. off and shoot. Exactly, yes. Uh, <laughs> Which is what a battleship would be. That's exactly, yeah. So it's interesting, uh, author uh, and pastor J.D. Greer, uh, he actually says the church is designed, when you look at it scripturally, the church is designed to be an aircraft carrier. And God gave the fivefold gifting for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So you all are the saints, God has placed the clergy and the staff here in order to equip you for the work of the ministry. So what that means is if the church is uh, an aircraft carrier, then what we do here at Grace Chapel, those that are on staff, it's our job to essentially, if we're running an aircraft carrier, to do maintenance on the planes, on the fighter jets, to give respite and, uh, and strength and food to uh, the pilots so that the pilots can take the planes and take the battle to enemy territory, come back, get refueled, get, you know, kind of cared for and, and, um, and uh, rest the rest that they need in order to continue to take the battle to enemy territory. And so that looks a variety of different ways, but that is what the church is designed to be. And that's what we see happening here. We see, you know, them laying hands on Barnabas and Saul for the work that God had called them to, and then sending them to take the battle to enemy territory. And that's the beautiful thing about what we see happening all throughout the book of Acts, not just in this passage, is the church is essentially an equipping and training ground for sending to all these different areas of the first century world where the gospel hadn't reached yet. And that mission for the church hasn't changed over the last 2,000 years. Yeah. And so that's that's our mission. I mean, that's what we're called to do. Yeah. And so a good question to ask yourself is, how am I treating church? Do I come to church to be served or to maybe be even thinking of yourself as a waiter mm-hmm. for everyone's preferences? Mm-hmm. Or am I approaching church 
as a place where we're going to be far off and safe and we're going to be shooting bombs? Mm -hmm. Or am I approaching church like I am there to help equip, develop, and send? Or I am there to be sent out into the world to make a difference for the kingdom? Because make, make no mistake, we are at war in the spiritual. Yeah. We are at war and we do have to fight. But the reality is, is that we were called, um, Jesus said it like this, is that it, unless a, a plant dies and casts its seed, mm -hmm. then it's not going to produce any fruit. Like mm -hmm. there is a certain amount of dying to self that has to happen and then a release and expansion that happens um, where the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that works itself all the way through the whole lump of dough. It moves and it spreads and it doesn't stay local, localized in one spot. Yeah. And so um, we want to see more and more sending. And, yeah. and that's only going to happen through the calling and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And so those are a lot of things to discuss in a very short uh, little scripture. Three verses. Yeah. 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 And I would I would encourage, you know, one of the things that we've, we've discussed is, you know, our own gifting. I'm, I'm curious... Because one of the ways that we've discussed it is, you know, what do you feel like your primary gifting is out of the, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher? Another way to look at it is what is your primary and secondary? Because it's hard to just kind of pick one, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm curious, Jimmy, we can just kind of model this conversation. What, okay. what do you feel like your, your primary or primary <laughs> and secondary are? You know, I, I think I'm, if I had to pick one, no, two. One, two. Primary, primary and secondary. secondary. Uh, I think I might be a, I don't, you know, I don't really know. I, I guess I would lean towards, and you can help me. So yeah. help me. I think I would lean towards apostle, not that I am an apostle, yeah. but like, like as far as that yeah. um, pioneering, starting, developing, and releasing. I think in my whole life in ministry, that's what I love to do. I yeah. like to get it set up. I like to release it. I like to empower people. And then I like to get out of the way. Yeah. So I would say that. And then the secondary would be teacher, probably. Yeah. I, I love to teach. And I think I come alive when I'm, you know, getting in the Word and we're walking through something and yep. I'm teaching. And yep. So. yep, I can see that. So apostle, teacher. The other thing I thought, maybe apostle, shepherd, um, because you're a great counselor. Mm -hmm. um, Even yeah. with that, though, I see myself, I think, more as a teacher teaching. counselor. Yeah. So I'm more, way more like a coach than I am a counselor. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's sort of like, uh, it's more about, it's more, more goal oriented and it's more, how do we do what we're learning? So I think it's more, I'm a more teacher. Of, a, of a teaching counselor. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Then um, just, a, you know, uh, you know, let me just listen. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. No, I see that. I want movement. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is, this is something that might be helpful in your group as well is, um, is asking some of the people that know you well what they think you are. Yeah, um, you're going to get a different answer. Yes, yeah. Um, as I've gone through this over the years, uh, I, I would say um, my primary is probably apostolic, so wanting to see new ground taken, sort of that um, is part of the reason. It's what drove me to plant a church. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, and... Uh, and then my secondary would be um, profit, just the declaring and inspiring and motivating through the the truth of the word of God. So that would be my, I that, think, my primary yeah, secondary. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I see that in you, like that kind of inspiring people, the galvanizing people to action, you know, um, the, in the profit side of things. And, and even in the, 
the you wanting to get out of the way. I, I've seen you model that where you're like, I, you really love collaborating and figuring out where everybody's best gifted and then getting everybody released to yeah. do what they yeah. do. So definitely. Yeah. So that's basically how you do that. So, you know, with your spouse or with your kids or with have a conversation around what is the Holy Spirit gifted you in, sending you to do, empowering you for, and, um, I just think it's a great conversation with a very short little passage. Yep. Awesome. Love you guys. God bless you. And uh, have a great conversation.